This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. What's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast here, and uh, I'm excited. We've got a special guest today. Today is happens to be Veterans Day when we are recording this. We're both uh, veterans, so thank you for your service. And uh, yeah, Josh Boyer, he's the host of the Getting Real Podcast, and uh, I just reached out to him on Instagram, and he was he was uh, kind enough to come and take some time on Veterans Day here to uh, to join us. So thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. My pleasure, brother. My pleasure. Yeah, man. And happy Veterans Day to you, too. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I just, uh, yeah, quick sidebar. Yeah, our school puts on the, the a really kick-ass Veterans Day program. And so I kind of enjoy it every, every, uh, every year, and we just came back from that. So it was really cool. They do a little parade with, like, all the kids in the hallway, and the, your, your children get to walk with you, so they think it's cool and uh, uh, just a really special day. So, yeah, uh, sure. yeah cool. But uh, – Let's get down to it. I, I, uh, I always ask this: What championship leadership is the name of the podcast? So, what does that mean to you when you when you hear that phrase, that term? I know championship leadership to me it means like uh, leading from the front. You know, being setting the example, being the person that people look to for uh, for answers. You know, and um, that could be in any walk of life. That could be as a father. That could be as a husband. That could be as a you know leader in your community a leader at work, but it's always setting the example for sure. Leading from the front. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so tell us a little bit about your story. Um, you know, I've been diving into you and your podcast and, and listening to the guests and, and the shows that you've had. Um, you're definitely leading from the front when it comes to the podcast, but, but talk to us maybe a little bit more, just kind of give us a, uh, an idea of who you are and where you came from and, and how you eventually have landed where you are with the getting real podcast. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Air Force veteran. I was born in California, um, Southern California, and spent most of my life here. And you know, grew up playing uh, sports for the most part. I mean, I played football, 
track, wrestling, but football was definitely my, uh, my sport. And um, so, you know, captain of the football team. So I kind of grew up, you know, kind of knowing, you know, what leadership was and what it was about because, you know, I was a leader of my team. And then I joined the military and kind of fell into the same uh, kind of role. You know, I was a dorm chief in, in boot camp and then a, a rope in tech school. Um, and um, so a little about, about my backstory. I um, left the military on a medical discharge, uh, got out of the service, and I had, my back was completely jacked up. And I ended up having six back surgeries. And so uh, I was a mess, a complete mess. And um, a lot of that was, you know, with all the surgeries, you know, I got addicted to opiates and I, I was just a shell of a man. I wasn't living to my highest potential at all. I mean, I was going through the motions. I was going to school. I was working full time. Um, and I was just, you know, the whole time just being doped up. And uh, it came to a point in my life where I knew that there needed to be some changes and um, so I went through a divorce. I was married, went through a divorce. And after that divorce, I kind of woke up. I was like, wow, like my son sitting here looking at me and I'm jacked up all the time. And this is not the life that I want to live. So I, uh, I quit everything cold turkey. I threw all my drugs uh, down the toilet and I made a decision that from that day forward, I was going to be completely sober and uh, from, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. And so I quit everything. And what's funny is uh, on this day, 11-11 of 2008, um, I had three seizures from quitting all of my drugs. So I quit on October 8th of 2011. And then on 11-11-11 on Veterans Day, yeah. uh, I had three seizures from, uh, you know, the withdrawals from all the medication that I was on for nine years before that. And uh, that was a big, like, moment for me because I, it was a crossroads. You know, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, am I going to you know, all the doctors like, you need to get back on medication. You know, obviously that was their answer because yeah, they right. didn't, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, just get back on drugs and we'll correct all this stuff. So <laughs> no, I, I was having a, you know, brain scan after brain scan, trying to oh, figure man. out what was going on. And uh, what they came up with was, you know, that I was epileptic and all these other crazy diagnoses and none of it was true. I mean, what was true was that I was on, you know, benzodiazepines and painkillers painkillers for nine years straight yeah. and heavy doses of them and so quitting all of that my brain was completely out of whack yeah. and uh so it was going to take some time to rewire it so I made a commitment to myself to my son that I wasn't going to go down that road again and um so yeah I just I stayed clean and uh managed to get through the withdrawal which is I mean for anybody that, that's dealt with that kind of addiction with opiates and benzodiazepines it is the worst thing I probably ever had to go through. I mean, getting off of that stuff. Um, and so that's kind of a, when I, when I had this last back surgery, which was about two years ago, um, I made a commitment to my family again and to myself that I would take the medication they gave me in the hospital. But when I left, that was it. I wasn't taking any medication. So uh, it was a 12 hour operation. It was a major undertaking. And, um, and so I got home from the hospital and didn't take another pain pill. And, uh, you know, the doctors said I couldn't do it. A lot of people in my circle were like, there's no way you can, you can do this. Like that's going to be a, you know, they went through my stomach, they went through my back, um, you know, two rods, 10 screws, three wedges. I mean, it was a major operation. Um, but I wanted to prove to myself and especially other veterans out there that were suffering that you're capable of doing anything you set your mind to. If you really have a, a true powerful intention and you believe in it and you believe in yourself hard enough, you, you're, there's nothing you can't do. Um, and so I did it. I did it without any drugs and, um, 
and I'm here to tell the story, you know? So that's how the podcast was initially born actually. Because okay. after, uh, after that um, back surgery, I was like, I wanted to share that story, you know, of triumph. And so I initially called the, the podcast, my backstory. And it was kind of a play on words. And yeah, so it's yeah. like, he has me sharing my backstory, uh, my literal backstory. Yeah, and, right. yeah. Uh, and then uh, people sharing their backstory. And then eventually it evolved into getting real with Josh Boyer because I felt like that's what I was doing with my guests. And that's what my guests were doing with me is they were just opening up. I was giving, holding the space for them to be open and vulnerable and share their stories. And it, it ended up being like a very uh, cathartic experience for both of us, you know, because you know, I'm holding the space for my guests to share their story with no judgment. You know, it's like, hey, share your story with me. You know, what, what are you holding on to that's not allowing you to progress forward? And, um, yeah, it's been an amazing experience thus far. Yeah, that's an incredible story. So um, how, long, how long have you been completely uh, sober? Uh, since October 8th of 2011. So, um, and, I, and I say October 8th, 2011, because, I mean, that's when I quit everything. Obviously, when I had this last back surgery in the hospital, I was taking the medication that they were giving me. Yeah. Um, but after that, when I left, I you know, was like, nah, I'm not, not taking any medication. And there's been moments, and I share this openly, that there's been moments since then that, you know, my social anxiety and all these other things have peaked up to a point where like, I couldn't function. And I've taken an anti-anxiety pill if I couldn't manage to get through it but I've never gone down the rabbit hole of taking it every day. It's been one of those things like a handful of times where like, I just had a complete freak out and, uh, and I want to be transparent about that, you know, cause there's a lot of people that are struggling with addiction. And I yeah. think a lot of the biggest issue I think for people is the shame associated with it, yeah. especially when you have a lapse and like, Hey, you know, like I, I cannot manage my day. I can't, ma I like, I'm, I can't be present for my family. And it's a matter of like staying locked in your house all day or taking an anti-anxiety pill for me to go out and do the things I needed to do for the day with my family. That's why I made that choice and said, you know, like I'm strong enough to know that I'm not going to go, this is not going to throw me back into some crazy addiction. Um, and I like to share that because I think there's people out there that are suffering that need to hear that, you know, I'm human and I'm not, you know, and we all are. And it's like, we're, we're trying our best to, to put our best foot forward and be the best we can. And sometimes, um, you know, you're going to, you know, have to, you know, do what you got to do to, to get by, you know? Yeah. So in that moment, when you, when you made that decision, I know, I know you mentioned uh, because of your son, but I mean, was yeah. that, was that it? Was there, was there like a, you know, a lot of people, it's like, it really takes this massive rock bottom moment for a lot of people to be like, all right, finally, like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go any further. I don't even know if I can go any further. Like something needs to change or, or was it simply just, and I'm not discredited. Like, yeah, I mean, I totally get it with your son. Like I could, <laughs> cause I've been there not to, you know, in, in, to a different level on, in different situations inside of my life. But I just like, man, I don't want to be that for my family. I want to yeah. be something different. For sure. I think uh, for me, it wasn't like a, um, I wouldn't say it's a, it was a rock bottom, like where I had hit the bottom. I mean, maybe it was the bottom for me. Um, yeah, right. for people, it may seem uh, that not that significant, but for me, it was kind of like, okay, I'd gone through a divorce um, and I, I didn't feel any emotions. I was completely numb to the world. Like I didn't cry. I didn't laugh. I didn't, I had like zero emotion. Like I was numb to, yeah. to everything. And for me, I knew that I was, 
I had the wherewithal to know that like that wasn't okay. Like there was something not right with that. And uh, some people, when you're lost in that addiction, like you don't even have the thought process to really even think about it to be like, wow, like I'm really numb to the world. Like what's, what's going on? Yeah, right. Um, thankfully, I had that ability to really ask myself like, man, like, is this normal? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, the other thing too is I had a really good buddy of mine um, who had gone through a divorce himself. And one of the things he told me was like, you need to like get off all of these drugs because you should feel every emotion. And when you're taking all these drugs, like you're not going to feel anything. He's like, you should feel all these, these emotions because this way will prevent you from going down this road again. And uh, so that was part of it. The other part of it was I was hanging out with a couple of buddies who they knew how, how serious my problem was. And they were like, you know, you need to like get clean, you know, maybe think about like just getting off all these drugs. And I got to a point in my life where I didn't even know, like, I mean, I was taking all the drugs thinking like, oh, I've had five back surgeries at this point. Um, I need th this medication. Yeah, but I didn't even right. know. I, was like, I don't even know if I'm in pain anymore. I'm just taking this kind of by habit and it's become yeah. like my daily routine. Um, yeah. So I started questioning like, oh, am I even in pain anymore? Like, am I like, do I need this stuff? Yeah. So I started doing a lot of meditation and a lot of like, uh, you know, deep diving into like, uh, the inside of Josh Boyer, you know, what was going on internally, emotionally and spiritually and physically. And so that's kind of was the wake up call for me. It was like, you know, what? like I need to like figure this out and I can't figure it out while I'm all screwed up on drugs. And so, um, yeah, I just, I got clean and that was it. That was the catalyst for me. It was really, and looking at my son and knowing that like he needed me at my best and I clearly was yeah. not. There, so, yeah. Right. What's, um, you know, you, you talked a little bit about it. You've always kind of just been, gravitated I guess a little bit towards uh, leadership roles captain the captain of the high school football team also shows up in the military and now um, you know one of the, one of the podcasts that I was listening to that you were a guest on you talked a little bit about how you the podcast is even kind of uh, organically drawn towards other people and, and similar stories and, and so yeah. So you're almost like you, you're this, you're leading the way in communicating this message to go and help others. Cause I mean, there's, it's such an epidemic right now. Like I, I know personally, multiple people that are affected by it. one just recently on this like 10, 15 year journey. His wife is like unbelievably stuck through it this whole time. Five kids just thought he was, we thought he was like, kind of had 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 made a big jump and then of course uh recently just another lapse and it's just you just realize the battle that it is and yeah. how hard it is and the grips that it has on some people and yeah. uh, it's so important to have people like yourself out there but yeah so do you see yourself as that um had, did it really just kind of happen that way with the podcast or yeah kind of tell us a little bit more on that yeah i think um like i've always felt like a sense of responsibility um to be a leader, you know, to, to find ways to like promote positive change in the world, you know, and um, being like, I think like my upbringing was, was kind of a uh, shaky and, uh, and a little dicey. And so I had a, I had to be, I had to learn how to be a survivor. And uh, I went through a lot of things like as a young kid that really like helped me like establish like a strong sense of willpower and grit <laughs> you know like i just yeah there's a lot of times where i should have died and i didn't and um i think because of that it gave me this sense of like internal power like i have this power that i can like i can get through anything there's nothing i can't get through 
And so when I presented myself to the world, like whether it be on the football field, whether it be in the military, yeah, even in the military, I didn't want like a position of leadership. I was like, I just want to be a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to I go through the motions and kind yeah. of just, I just want to graduate. That's it. And, uh, and I don't know, it just, it always seems to find me. And I think yeah. the reason that is, is because um, I think certain people are just born into leadership. People are, yeah. are born leaders. I think it's also something that can be developed, For but sure. I do think that it's something that um, there's people that are just natural born leaders that are like, they magnetize, they have that magnetic ability to, people are just going to listen to them. You know, when they walk into a room, people want to hear what they have to yeah. say. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think with the podcast, it was more like, uh, it was a knowing for me. Like I knew that I was going to do it. I knew that like it was going to make some positive changes in the world. And I knew that by sharing my story, it was going to allow other people the freedom to want to share theirs. And, uh, and that's what I'm all about. You know, I was like giving people the ability, the freedom to be like, dude, like let go of some of this like stuff that you've been holding on to your whole life, you know? And, um, and it's been an amazing experience so far, man. And I, I do feel like in a way that, um, yeah, that it is a, a leadership role. You know what I mean? Because people are coming. To, and there's people that I never thought, like when I've had them on the podcast, that I never thought they were going to open up as much as they did. Yeah. And I think part of that, I mean, what, what's been shared with me after the fact is like, wow, man, like it just felt like so easy to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, cool, man. I appreciate that. And you never really know, like for me, like when people tell me um, on the podcast, you're like, wow, that was, that was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Um, it's hard for me to accept some of that, like, uh, some of those compliments, you know, like, oh, you're a great interviewer or whatever the case may be. Um, Cause I don't see myself that way. I just see myself mm -hmm. as a regular guy and, and I'm just trying my best to put things out into the world that are going to make a, a positive difference, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I do see it as a leadership role for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, well, who are, who are a few people in your life that really stand out that have, uh, have made an impact on you as maybe a championship level leader in, in your Definitely. mind? I would say like first, uh, the first person uh, was definitely my football coach in high school. Um, that guy was like a god to a lot of us out there. Yeah. And a lot of people who like, I grew up without my dad in my life for the most part. I mean, he was hit and miss around here and there, but he wasn't like a, um, a constant figure in my life. And so I looked to my football coach kind of as that father figure. And he was a, uh, he was tough as nails, you know, he was hard and he pushed us to a point where he made you realize that like your body is going to quit way before your mind does. Yeah. And we weren't always the biggest out there. We weren't always the fastest, but we were definitely the most conditioned and definitely the, the grittiest people that, you know, the guys <laughs> that I played with. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, he really set the tone for me. And then going into the military, it was kind of a, um, there was nothing they could do to me that he didn't already do, you know? Yeah. So um, for years I wanted to like, reconnect with him and like thank him for like teaching me some of the, the leadership lessons teaching me some of the um the grittiness you know and yeah. uh finally you know after 20 years or you know 18 years after high school we reconnected and went to dinner and you know i thanked him for everything uh so he was definitely one of them um my commander in the air force was another one who uh you know there there was a time where i made some very like poor choices I was a young guy overseas and just being a knucklehead and uh, he could have changed the course of my entire life if he would have like kicked me out of the military and he had every right to. Um, and I, um, I honored that man because yeah. he had grace, you know, he saw that like behind like the poor decisions that I was making, there was, I was a good guy, you know, I wasn't a bad person. I was just a young kid mm -hmm. 
with like a lack of like real guidance and which is being an idiot. And um, so he allowed me to, to stay in the military. And uh, to this day, we're still friends. You know, he's out of the military now. I'm out. And I can talk to him now like as a brother and yeah. uh, as a positive role model in my life. So he was another man that really helped shape um, how I see the world and kind of uh, what leadership is supposed to look like. Because when I got out of the military and I, I got into positions of leadership within corporate America, um, I really started to understand like what it means to have grace, you know, what it means to give people grace, you know, and give them the, the, uh, the ability to grow, you know, and not just be so hard on people and be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, fire you, get rid of you, you know, give them the ability to change, you know, tell them what your expectations are, you know, and, and give them the chance to, to be better. And, uh, and he helped with a lot of that, you know what I mean? Cause if it wasn't for him, I probably would have been, you know, who knows, <laughs> like uh, yeah, right. probably hard as nails and, and not giving people the chance to grow, you know? Well, we talk, we talk a lot on this show about, you know, those, those moments in your life, these critical moments where like had it gone the other way and it very easily could have, like you could, you could definitely be in a much different place in your life. Sounds like that was absolutely one of those, right? For sure. I mean, I, and I, and I, I shared openly, you know, what the issue was. I was, you know, taking steroids, you know, okay. and that's, um, some people in the military, you talk to some people in the military, like, so what? Steroids, not a big deal, you know? But in the Air Force, it's really not, it is a big deal, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it's illegal, it's not, it's not promoted. Um, if there's people that are doing it, hey, so be it, you know? But uh, that, he could have changed the course of my life, you know, hands down, and, and he chose not to. So uh, for that, I'm forever grateful to him and thankful for sure. Yeah, that's definitely an incredible trait, you know, for someone we all need those people in our life and not, not everybody is, is blessed to have some of those in your life where like yeah. you said it, you know, we all make knucklehead mistakes. We all make poor decisions that we wish we could have back, whether it's inexperience, uh, lack of guidance. Um, you know, my father wasn't around either. I luckily, luckily enough, I had a, a, a stepfather that was there as my yeah. father for the majority of my life. But, um, you know, those opportunities to, for someone to see through that, to be able to be able to see outside of just what's right in front of them, what you did, and then yep. like to, to who the person actually is and what, what they're truly capable of. Uh, exactly. really important. There was somebody that shared with me, uh, they were on my podcast, uh, Clark Impostato. He was a, an ex-Navy SEAL. And one of the things he shared with me that I, it was profound. And I was like, wow, it's so true. Is the fact that our destiny is largely shaped by our leadership. Mm. You, you, if, you have, if you have people in positions of leadership, they could change the course of your life. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, totally. if you have, if you have yeah. an amazing leader uh, that, that you report to or whatever, he, he's largely responsible for where your life is going to go, what, what course your life is going to take. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's important. So for me, like, when I was in positions of leadership, I tried to understand that and remember that, you know, that. I'm, I'm kind of like responsible for how these people's lives are going to turn out, you know, and um, in, in, a, in some extent, you know, and I think that um, I've had people that are uh, leaders that are terrible, you know, that yeah. maybe we, our energies don't align and we, we yeah. just don't like right. each other and it, and they'll do anything in their power to like make your life miserable. And, um, and that, that's just a shitty position to be in, you know? So I try and remember that. And if I ever do get back into corporate America or, you know, have my own company, uh, I will always remember the fact that like, it's a big responsibility to be in that position, you know, leadership. So. 
Yeah, huge responsibility, right? Especially when you can recognize that and, and know that. And then the flip side is just what you talked about. Like some people know that they have this and they look at it as more of a power and, and, uh, and, uh, and put it to use in the wrong way. Yeah, what's, definitely. Um, what's, t- talk a little bit, you know, championship leaders, they have great vision and uh, they're always looking ahead a little bit and typically their vision is a little bit different than everyone else's and they're willing to make some decisions and take some different paths that, that many others aren't. And I look to you in your podcast, like you decided you do all yours in person. Is that correct? That is. Yeah. yeah. So what, how did that come about? Like, what's that like? I think that's amazing. I think it'd be awesome to have the ability to go and do that and just be like, there's, there's nothing like being face to face with, so, this is great, but like to be in the same room and like just to spend some time and, and be in person and connect that way through a podcast is just so much more powerful. So yeah, talk about that process and, and how you, you came about to do that. So when, uh, after the, that last back surgery and I decided that like, you know, um, I was like, I need to do something, you know? So I went through the whole like disability stuff, you know, I had to go through, apply for social security. And I, I thought there's no way that they're going to approve me because of my age, you know, like there's no way. Yeah. Well, what ended up happening is they did approve it. They approved my social security disability. And so mentally I was like, I don't feel disabled mentally. <laughs> I mean, like I no, feel right. like I can still do whatever <laughs> I want to do. But like the fact of the, of the matter is that like my body is, is broken, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, there's a lot of things that like, I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my feet most days. And like, there's a lot of things that suck, but I just don't, I don't focus on them too much. But I told my wife, like when they approved it, I was like, I can't just sit here. I can't just sit around and do nothing. Like I need to do something. And, um, that's kind of how the podcast was born. So, um, I started the podcast and I wanted to do it differently than, uh, some other people were doing out there. And like, I was like, you know, I think podcasts were amazing and they, they're a way to like get a, a message out across so many different walks of life. I mean, there's so many people that are listening to podcasts all over the world. So I was like, well, how can I do it like a little differently? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it all in person. And there was a couple of reasons why I did that. Number one was to like, not to miss on that um, human connection of like being in the same room with somebody. Yeah. Cause I feel like the podcast for me were like, just, they're just a little bit better when I'm like sitting in the same room with them, you know, you can feel the vibe of the conversation and, yeah. um, and you're, you're not, for me, I was making a new connection with a human, you know, so it was like, that was really cool for me. Yeah. The other, the other part was, um, that it was way out of my comfort zone. Like, yeah. so I, I don't like flying. I don't, it's not my <laughs> favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't like being on a fuselage flying through the air flown by some person. I don't even know. And it just, yeah. got, there was a lot of like nervousness <laughs> to that, especially like being off of uh, alcohol and all drugs. And I'm like, man, I'm completely sober doing this. Yeah. this is crazy. And you joined the air force, which is awesome. Right. You know, kind of <laughs> ironic. Um, and then you got, you know, the anxiety with flying didn't even start until after, um, I got off all of my medication, you know, and I think part of that was like, when I was younger, I just was too young to care. And then when I, uh, I think once I had kids, I just felt like this sense of like, I don't want to leave them without a dad and like whatever So that, that was contributing to a lot of my anxiety, like doing things that like were out of my control, you know, uh, flying being one of them. So I was like, you know, I need to like, uh, get over like irrational fears. And so I'm going to fly to all of my guests and then I'm going to go and meet them wherever they're comfortable meeting. Sometimes I was in my hotel room. Sometimes that's in their homes. Uh, I've done them on the boardwalk of Venice beach. I mean, I've done them everywhere. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of like, I wanted to do it differently. I didn't want to miss the opportunity to connect with another human. And, um, 
And I wanted to expand my network, you know, to like get me out of my like little niche and get me out of my area, you know? So a lot of my connections now, like some of them are in Texas, some of them are in Virginia Beach, some of them are in Washington State and Oregon. And I mean, they're everywhere. So, um, so it's really cool. And I felt like doing a podcast that way, um, yeah, it was gonna, it was gonna get more attention, I guess, you know, it was gonna give me the ability for people to be willing to like come on the podcast. Um, you know, when you tell them like, Hey, I'll fly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. I'll come to you. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of opened the door for me in a way. And, uh, and it it was, it was a huge investment. And that's the other thing I just shared recently was that it put me in a financial hole, you know, because it was like, I was putting all this money out to fly to people and to, um, to get hotels and cars and whatnot. And, uh, I don't, I wanted to be transparent about it because like there was a lot of people that were seeing me do it and be like, dude, how are you doing that? Yeah. Well, it's an investment. Like I'm, I'm paying out of my own pocket to go and do this. Like I, no one's paying for it. I'm not like some trust fund baby. So I share that openly because I don't want people, I don't want to give people like a false picture, you know, like, cause you see that a lot on social media where like you see people living this life and you're like, Oh yeah. wow. Like, look at this person living so lavishly. And then you meet them in person. It's like complete, it's a complete contrast of what's the actual truth. Yeah. And, um, so I, the other day I put a video out about that. Like, you know, I want to be transparent and share with you guys. Like it's been a huge investment for me. So moving forward, I'm not going to be traveling to my guests anymore um, via plane. So like if they're in LA or San Diego, Vegas, Arizona, I'll drive to them, but no more flying just until I figure out a new source of uh, revenue and income. It just doesn't make financial sense for me to continue to do that. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, thanks for for sharing that I, yeah. you know same question i'm like man how's this dude doing this and uh that's that's yeah. awesome yeah. um and uh, you know because i've been doing the podcast myself and 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 uh i i i love it i love just all the same reasons that you you know i just get to have some great conversations with some great people get to connect and network expands and uh and yeah i would love to be able to figure this thing out but for those listening sometimes yeah it's like it's not an income generator uh in the beginning that's for sure so now you got you got to be in it for the long haul you know that's the other thing that a lot of people get this like burst of inspiration you know like oh wow i want to do a podcast because you know i heard this podcast or i see these people doing podcast they can do it i can do it it's like that's totally true you totally can yeah i think what a lot of people uh fall the trap people fall into is that they don't realize the work that goes into it I mean, there's the connecting with people. Now, first, there's buying the equipment. You know, you got to know what equipment to use to be able to do yeah. the podcast, whether that be a computer doing it via Zoom or whether that be microphones and recorders if you're doing it in person. I mean, there's a lot, there's an investment no matter what, you know, no matter yeah. what you're, no matter how you're doing, there's an investment of your time, there's an investment of your money, and then, uh, and then the editing of it, you know, how are you going to edit your, yeah. your podcast? And then the consistency of it. Yeah, a lot right. of people get this burst of inspiration, but then it's like, where that that's fleeting that goes away inspiration doesn't last forever you know yeah. drive does but motive, uh, inspiration doesn't so um you gotta know if you're gonna do a podcast and i this is why i caution everyone is like if you're going to do it understand that like it's highly unlikely that you'll be making money off of your podcast in the first year to three years yeah you know? right. so you gotta be up for the long game you know yep yeah which i mean it that just goes right into just about anything in life right i mean <laughs> You can't, you know, expect to uh, start anything and, and, and see the, the fruits right away. I mean, it takes consistency and commitment and discipline and, and uh, just no quit attitude. So Definitely. what, uh, let's uh, get ready to wrap this up. What are, what's one or two things that you could 
um, leave with the listeners that they can really take and just implement into their life to help move them forward? Pieces of advice. Piece of advice is to realize, number one, that like you're capable of anything you want to do. I think a lot of people, uh, we suffer, I mean, myself included, and I share, I'm sharing, like a lot of times the advice I'm giving is advice I need to hear the, the most myself. Yeah, right. Um, so a lot of it is, is to just get over the fear of judgment. You know, people that are, there's going to be so many people out there. Uh, for example, um, I posted the other day about the fact that I don't, I don't take pharmaceutical drugs and I, I do my best to even avoid over-the-counter medications. And so I find like holistic medications that work or things that have been working for indigenous cultures for thousands of years. And so I shared uh, one of the plant medicines that I use. It's not psychoactive. Um, it's a tobacco-based you know, medicine that's been used for thousands of years, right? So I posted it the other day and I had somebody that's been following me for years say like, oh, you're losing your original followers because <laughs> you're not staying in alignment of this pro-military uh, very, you know, aggressive type of like mindset, like mindsets, everything, don't be a pussy. And I, <laughs> I, I, I've changed a lot of that. And yeah. that's part of growth, you know, as you, as you go uh, through life, hopefully you're evolving as a human, you know, and you're, you're staying open to learning new things. You're staying open to like new information. So that would be like my first piece of advice to people is like, stay open to learn new things. Don't be so rigid and closed off. And when you do learn new things, it's okay to put it out there. You know, there's going to be people that are going to hate on you no matter what you do. The more yeah. successful that you are, the more hate you're going to get. Yeah. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of like people that you're going to find the people that hate on you the most are always going to be the people doing less than you. Yeah, right. There's not going to be yeah. people doing more than you. They don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't have time for that shit. So yeah, right. <laughs> that, that would be the, uh, the biggest piece of advice is like, go after it. Don't be afraid yeah. of what people are going to think, you know, like just whatever you want to do, it's your life. And the people that are hating on you, it, they're not paying your bills. So yeah. do whatever it is you want to do. Um, the other thing that I would tell people is uh, to be authentic as you can be real. You know, there's no need. And I, like, again, this is something that I, I needed to learn myself was that there's no need to keep up with the Joneses. There's no need to like, have to have like the nicest car, the nicest house, the nicest, if you can afford to do those things, by all means do it, but don't put yourself in a hole in order to like put on this like image that you want the world to see um, because it's just not worth it, you know? And I've seen so many people do it. Even my, I've done it in the past. My family's done it, you know, where it's like, you know, let's have these lavish Christmas, you know, whatever. And it's like, they, they go into debt for Christmas. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's just absolutely nuts. Yeah, right. Um, and that's been something that I've had to learn over the years is like, I want to uh, live as frugally as possible. So, cause I'm playing the long game, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't right. want to like uh, put on this show for people when it's not really real. I don't want to live on plastic. You know, I want to be, you know, have real wealth, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. No, that's, uh, that's powerful. So appreciate that. Um, what are a few ways that the listeners can get a hold of you, your podcast, you know, where, where's best to follow you? Yeah, for sure. So if you, if you go to uh, at getting real underscore uh, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, if you go to getting real with Josh Boyer on iTunes, you can find my podcast there on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify, LinkedIn, um, anywhere where podcasts are supported, you can find it getting real with Josh Boyer. Um, I have a website, joshboyer.com, but it's, I'm not really active on the website and it's actually, it's actually a work in progress at the moment. So you're not going to find much there, but um, I do have the website, joshboyer.com. So. Awesome, man. 
Well, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for being here. And, and uh, we'll get those all tagged up in the show notes. And But yeah, I just appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. If there's anything I can do to promote your show or help you in any way, by all means, reach out anytime. I will do, man. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's got to be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm gonna lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey.